0: Welcome to the Be Free Program, where you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roschke, your host, and I'm so glad you've joined me today again. It is such a joy and a pleasure to every week get to get into God's words and uh, and to minister to you and to, to share the life-changing gospel of Christ to you. I love your comments on Facebook, and and I, I know on the radio that uh, God is... Having you tune in uh, to minister to you. So, thank you for that so much. Hey, we are going to have a special guest on today uh, that she and I are going to be sharing some things. Uh, Powerful, powerful woman of God. But I first have to tell you how I met this woman, okay? (laughs) My husband uh, came home and he had done some work at at her house. And he came home with this book, and that was uh, well over a year ago. And uh, may have been two years and it was undone by revelation of the lamb. And she, he brought it home and it was signed by the author. And he was telling me, he said, Yeah, I put in her service today and da 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 da. And, and, uh, she wrote this book and, and I, I, signed it. And, and I said, Oh, that's awesome. And I looked at it and, and I was like, well, that's really cool. And uh, to be honest, you know how, when you're going and doing and you're reading, I read usually like three or four books at a time and you're yeah. just busy. And so I just put it aside. And then, um, I was going to preach out at the coming King sculpture park garden, the empty cross on, I was honored to be asked to speak on Easter Sunday morning this past Easter. And so i have been praying, uh, anyway for quite a while and studying about the cross and the power of that and just several different elements and asking the Lord for more, more revelation. And so as I was preparing actually for that message for the Easter, uh, the Lord said, you need to get that book out. You need to read it. And I'm like, well, okay. And I started reading it and it is powerful. It is anointed and it it helped. Uh, undergird and confirmed what I was already studying and getting in Revelation with the Lord and also added to, and it was so awesome. So I am talking today um, a- about Dr. Sandy Kirk, but let me finish that story real quick. I asked the Lord for me to get to meet her. After I started reading it, I said, Lord, I want to meet this woman. and uh, But of course, I, I, I had no way of meeting her. And then I was at a GLOW meeting I was going to lead worship at a few months ago. And in walked this lady and she said is there a chair over here? I said well right beside me there's a chair and I looked at her name tag and it said Dr. Sandy Kirk. Well I just I said Dr. Sandy Kirk I've been praying to meet you and she said you have and I said Absolutely. Well, I was like a kid in a candy store because I wanted to, I was so excited. God set her down right next to me. She just came into a meeting where I was at and it's uh, history from there. But Dr. Sandy Davis-Kirk Uh, She earned her B.S. and M.S. degrees at North Texas State University and her master's in theology and Ph.D. in mission theology at Fuller Theological Seminary in Pasadena, California. She teaches in churches and Bible schools throughout the world, bringing teams of teams of young revivalists to minister wherever she goes. She taught courses. At the Brownsville Revival School of Ministry. Now, that what you remember, folks, that, that was a revival that went on in Pensacola, Florida for five years, and she was an, an integral part of that. And now she holds internships for both older adults and the young generation at her camp in alabama she has written and published 12 books it may be more than that by now but she is an amazing anointed woman power powerhouse for god and my new friend so dr sandy kirk thank you thank you so much for being with us today
1: oh it's my joy you know can you guys imagine meeting lueda and you're walking into this room full of women and she just overpowered me with this. With, I mean, I just came there to make some friends. I mean, these were a glow women. I just wanted to make some friends. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, she's announcing to the whole room. And I, I, was, I was thrilled. She was a priceless person. And now we're becoming good friends. And what knit my heart with hers was, she said, I read your book. yes. And I just, I poured my life into this book. I've written 25 books, but this one, it wow. was my, my systematic <laughs> theology course made into bread. Mm-hmm. And so don't let that word systematic theology scare you. I mean, it just, I think that's the greatest course there is in seminary, it's systematic theology, but, it, but it's made into bread so that you can feel the Lord. I'll hold that book up a minute. It's called Undone by Revelation mm-hmm. of the Lamb. But when, when she said, I read your book, uh-huh. My heart just melted because I'm not looking at it like, oh, I want everybody to know my name, my book, all that. I want everybody to understand the message in this book, which is all especially about the cross of Christ, the cry of derelicts of Christ, the, the passion that he endured there on the cross. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I just poured my life and heart into those pages and... Uh, it meant a lot to me, so we're friends forever. <laughs> I am so grateful
0: to have you here and for for God bringing you into my life. It was a kiss on the forehead when I just said, Lord, I want to meet her, and it, and he did it. And you know, um, Dr. Sandy, today we're going to be talking about America's greatest need. We've had a lot going on sure. in our nation and uh i believe you have an anointed uh revelation for us regarding america's greatest need and and especially in light of things that just happened last mm. week uh, uh of course when this airs on the radio it will be a little bit further down a few weeks from now but uh america's greatest need and and the shootings and those
1: things so um just share with us from your heart sure i you know i think everyone's feeling this right now and even if a few weeks have passed since it took place but the shootings in el paso mm-hmm. and in dayton ohio i mean that just shook all of our hearts it shook our nation and and i believe the whole nation is mourning right now for for mm-hmm. what took place but why what has happened to our country people are are, are in fear right now mm-hmm. wondering what has happened? Do you know that there has been 240 school shootings since Columbine? Mm. And you remember Columbine mm-hmm. in 1999? Mm-hmm. That's when the two young men walked into the school. And this was kind of new. It has happened in history, of course, in America, but not like it was just, it was a, a massacre mm-hmm. there at Columbine in mm-hmm. Littleton, Colorado. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you something that happened to me. I just popped into my mind. I had just started this camp. I'm, I'm going back to those years, right after 1999, 2000. I just started a camp down in Alabama to make a way for students to come to revival, mm-hmm. for young people to come to revival. And the very first staff members I had had come from Brownsville Revival School of Ministry. This is before I even started teaching there. And this young man is—he's telling about a wound he had. Now remember, this is 2000. He's—you know—almost tw- 20 years ago. He says. I hated my dad so much for everything that happened to me that I just wanted to go into a school and shoot it all up. And I was shocked. You know, I gasped. I I couldn't believe it. I I couldn't even believe that someone could think that way. But I began to realize there is a a deep wound in the heart of this young generation. Mm -hmm. And everyone's talking about why all these school shootings. Mm -hmm. I want to tell you something amazing that happened. Mm-hmm. Is that all right? Sure, <laughs> yes, please. I mean I I want you to think about this. If there have been 240 school shootings, what about the almost 200,000 children and students who saw the massacre? A lot of them have PTSD now. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are suffering emotionally even 20 years later, the Columbine reports tell us. But what do, what do, what's causing all of this? I I'm just kind of staggered by the, the pain in a young generation. So I'm looking for answers, but let me tell you this story. It, yes. It, it gives us hope. Yes, And I think you're going to really <laughs> agree with me on this. Yes. It was May 18, 2018. A young man walked into a school in Santa Fe, Texas. That's near Houston. He lifted up his assault weapon and he began shooting in the halls and in the classrooms. He immediately killed a teacher that tried to, tried to slam her door. I mean, the whole school went into terror as they realized what was happening. He killed eight students, two teachers, and 13 more at least were wounded and bleeding in the halls and the classrooms. That was a, a devastating experience. But listen to what happened on the same day, May 18th, 2018. That's 20 minutes away from our, my camp there in, on the Gulf Coast. A young man, invited by the Christian Club, walked into the school, and he lifted up not an assault weapon, but the power of the gospel. Yes, right in the in the in the school in the gymnasium. They just invited it, you know it wasn't no one had to go that was not mandatory. But students about five hundred students went into the gym, mm. and he only had about fifteen minutes. But he he lifted up his voice. And he said, if you want to get rid of drugs, if you want to get rid of the pain in your heart, if you want to know that you, you have heaven, not hell, there's only one way. It's Jesus. <laughs> yes. Jesus is the answer. Yes. And you know, everybody kind of sat back and gasped and wait a minute, you're talking about Jesus in a public school? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. He was. He broke every rule of the politically correct crowd and just told the truth. I know people, a lot of people today don't even believe there is a true truth. Right. It's called postmodernism. Yeah. But there is one who said, I am the truth. Mm-hmm. So as he's proclaiming Jesus, finally, he gives an altar call. And, you know, he was expecting maybe nine or ten people yeah. would come up. Suddenly, students just start coming out of the bleachers. They rush forward. Wow. And 250 students gave their life to jesus glory christ that day glory to god hallelujah and then a year later he was invited again uh-huh. in may guess what happened what this time many more students oh, came into the gym god. and this time <laughs> time 500 students came forward to give their life to christ oh now that's what i call a real answer yes it's the gospel of jesus christ yes and so i'm i'm proclaiming to you today and and i know you agree with me it's time to yes. bring back the pure gospel mm-hmm. of Jesus Christ mm-hmm. to America. Yes.
0: Yes. To American schools. Amen. Amen. I agree. Can I I am going to turn it right back to you but can I read 1 Corinthians 15? Let read me it. read that. Sure. Uh 1 Corinthians uh, 5, or excuse me, 15. 15. I'm in the wrong one.
1: Turned C- the wrong one. C- Could I say this while you're yes, looking at it? Yes, ma'am, Please up. do. This is Paul's definition Mission. of the gospel. Mhm amen Uh,
0: moreover brethren I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you which also you received and wherein you stand by which you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you unless ye have believed in vain for I delivered unto you first of all that, that which I also received how that Christ died for our sins that's number one according to the scriptures and that he was buried number two And that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That's number three. That's the pure gospel. That he uh, he died for our sins. Uh, He he was buried and he rose again. Hallelujah! Hallelujah for that. Thank you, Jesus. And so that's what you're talking about. And you know, talk to us, Doctor Sandy. Talk to us.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. This woman's got years no. and
0: years of, of teaching, of training, and but
1: she's got the anointing on top of it. Well, if the Holy Spirit comes, I mean, yeah, that's That's all. right. We just lean on him. But can I want to point out one little thing about that verse. Did you notice the part where Paul said, that which I received? And what Come is he on. saying? He's saying, I received it mm-hmm. from God. Mm-hmm. God gave me this. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving to you now what God gave me, which is, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's the so, nitty-gritty so, right there, isn't it? That's, it's it. The, basic. that's the no. It's the, it's that's the, the hinge. That's everything. Yeah. And it's not, when we say that, we're not just talking about a stake of, of, of wood, a cross. We're talking about the one who was on the cross, mm-hmm. Jesus, yes. who came all the way from heaven, mm-hmm. laid himself upon a cross. I mean, it was God's will that he had surrendered to there in the Garden of Gethsemane. And then took not just our sin but our punishment for mm. sin Praise God. changed everything. Praise the, God. Jonathan Edwards says that is the greatest thing. The, that is the primary thing that Jesus Christ came to do mm-hmm. was to take the punishment that we deserve. Jesus called that the Father's cup. Mm. Now, let me ask you, how long has it been since you've heard a sermon just on the cross of Christ? Mm-hmm. Maybe mm. at Easter? Mm-hmm. What about... The rest of the year. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you know all the things Paul said about the cross? See, once you get this in your heart, you'll see it everywhere. Mm-hmm. Look at 1 Corinthians 1.18. Paul says, the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. But to those of us who are being saved... It's the power of God. Hallelujah. I mean, it is. I mean, so he said, God forbid that I should glory. Come on. Except in the cross. Except in the, the cross. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's Galatians 6.14. I mean, Paul, his whole world was in orbit around the cross of Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I love what he said when he said, I have determined to know nothing. nothing. He said, I've resolved to know nothing but Jesus Christ and, and him, him crucified. crucified. That's 1 Corinthians two two. Mm-hmm. So... I made that resolution many many yeah. years ago. Well, Dr. Sandy, let me just say real quickly, is that the cross of Christ is from cover to
0: cover in the Bible, it is, it, starts it, out. is yes. it it is the doctrine of doctrines. All other doctrines must flow from that. It is the central message of the entire cross. So it needs to be our central message of our life.
1: You know what? If you could if we could if this roof would open up and we could look into heaven, what does the Bible say? What is the central focus of heaven? Do you know, you know, Revelation talks about, I'm getting off what we were going to talk about, but hey, we're going there, I love it. Um, And I'm going to do the best to remember this, but in the book of Revelation, and it's not just, oh, don't just think of that as some mystical book. Sure. It is a window into heaven. It Mm. shows us Mm -hmm. what is happening in heaven. So when John looked into heaven and, and he was weeping because no one was worthy To open the scrolls. And then finally, he hears, behold, the lion lion. of the tribe of Judah. And he looks, expecting to see a lion. What does he see? A lamb. He sees a lamb. He sees a lamb. And what is a lamb? A fluffy white little lamb? No. (laughs) You know why he looks like a lamb? Because he still bears wounds from his sacrifice. Yeah. And did you know this? I mean, let's see, in Revelation, he's called the morning star. One time he's called faithful and true. I think two times he's called... Uh, the king, I think three times he's called uh, various names, the word of God once or twice, but how many times, I'm going to give you this test question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to be able to answer it. (laughs) How many times is Jesus called the Lamb of God in the book of Revelation, which shows us a window into heaven? I have no idea. Not once, not twice, not three times. 29 times. Wow. God was saying something. And it says right there in Revelation 5, 9, it says, In the center of the throne I saw a lamb mm-hmm. standing as though he's been slain. And I'm just picking up on your point. You said the, the gospel, the mm-hmm. cross, should be the centrality mm-hmm. of everything we teach and preach and write mm-hmm. and sing, and, and I believe that with all my heart. Mm-hmm. And you know what thrills me the most? God loves to see his son glorified for what he did on the cross. Mm -hmm. And when he hears it and sees it, because see, he looks at his son all the time in heaven, Mm -hmm. and he still sees him looking like a lamb Mm -hmm. slain. Mm -hmm. And when he hears us honoring what his son did, honoring his son and all that he did for us, he comes down, he breathes, he sends the Holy Spirit and I don't know about you, yes. Well, I think I do know about you. Yes. I love the presence of God. Oh, I do too. And that's too. why many years ago, let's see, 40, 30 years ago, I gave my life to this message.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, well, go ahead. You know, the, the lamb, when I think about the, him being, when John said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin, and the Lamb in Revelation is, is that what touches my heart is Jesus so perfectly fulfills the Lamb that would be <laughs> that was slain at the Day of Atonement and for the sins of the people, and and that Lamb was slain. Oh, and He fully fulfills it. He was the Lamb. He He didn't fight against it. He He just willingly, with a heart full of love came down from heaven to be like us and to suffer for us as our substitute and like a lamb to the slaughter who didn't try to get away. He laid himself down. And when I think about you talking about being the lamb of God in Revelation, Revelation, it's... It just touches my heart because, like we're talking about, it's from cover to cover. Yeah, it is. I mean, the Old Testament was shedding the blood of animals. Christ was slain once and for all for everybody
1: to cover, remove, totally eradicate the sin. You know, you may wonder, what does this have to do with school shootings? But let me just digress for a second. Yes. Because you're listening to this, you could be thinking, well, how does this relate to me? We're talking about Jesus, God's eternal son. Yeah. And what he did for you. For you. For you. And when we look into the depths (laughs) of what he did, and honestly, most of us have overlooked. I did. Mm -hmm. I I had overlooked the depths of the cross. But I'm going to go back to what Luada is saying now. I want you to relate to this because what it will do, it, it just brings your heart and your life. It's like it ignites you. I've seen... Hundreds and hundreds of young people who have and millennials who have come to our camp who absolutely were raging angry with their parents or whatever it was. We're a ministry training school. That's really our purpose. Mm -hmm. But I find that almost every single one of them carry these deep heart wounds, and we can't get anywhere Mm -hmm. until they get their wounds healed. Mm -hmm. So that's why I think it's so important, not just Mm -hmm. for the young, but for those of us who have been serving the Lord a long time, and we've kind of lost that purpose, that fire, that, you know, we're, we're in a good rut, we're, we're serving God faithfully, mm-hmm. but is, is your heart burning? Mm-hmm. Are you feeling a passion? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a passion you used to have, but does your heart burn with a passion now? Mm-hmm. The cross, the lamb, the blood, the gospel, mm-hmm. if we really let it go into our heart to the point, you remember what Peter, when he preached the gospel on the day of Pentecost, it says "And they were pierced to the heart. Yeah. When God pierces your heart Come with the on. gospel, that's good. your heart never ceases to tremble and burn. Hallelujah. Now I want to bring up your point, okay, about yes. all through the Bible. Think about the Lamb. Before the creation of the world, the Father, in in the triune Godhead, turned to His Son. It's called the covenant of redemption, redemption. the eternal covenant of redemption. Hebrews 13, I believe, eight. I hadn't even planned to talk about this, but but that's where we're going. That that's when the Father turned to his son and said, Son, will you be willing to lay down your life mm-hmm. as a lamb? Mm-hmm. And so there in eternity, before time and space, mm-hmm. Jesus had to wrestle, or not he wasn't given the name Jesus until he was born on earth in the flesh, his incarnation. Mm-hmm. But right there, before creation, the Son of God had to wrestle with that with that question until finally when he saw his bride and, and the Father showed him his, his reward and his reward for the joy set before him, Jesus endured, endured the cross. The cross. Yeah. And so, yes, Father, I, I mean, we don't know exactly how it went, but if you piece Scripture together, you realize that Jesus indeed was the Lamb slain from the creation, from before the creation of the world, mm-hmm. and then all through the Bible. All through it. All through it. So, should we ma- mention a few of those? You mentioned... Uh, what what was it you just mentioned a minute ago about the lamb in the old testament? Well, he perfectly fulfilled perfectly yeah. The uh
0: what happened on the Day of Atonement. In fact, when Jesus died, it was at the same time that they would uh slay the sacrifice on the Day of Atonement, right? I yeah. mean he, he's he perfectly in every single way fulfilled the lamb that off that was offered and instead of and we're about to almost run out of time on our oh, first can't half. Be. Yes. Uh, so the uh I I just want to bring this point out, and we're going to have to bring it to a close for just the first half hour, but it'll take about two seconds for it to come back on, right? Okay, okay. So, but, uh, so the lamb that was slain for you, they, just think about that. We no longer have to get a lamb or a dove or a ram, uh, any other type of animal to sacrifice to cover our sins. But we have the Lamb of God and we need to behold Him. We need to look at Him. We need to focus. Why I love your book, Undone by Revelation of the Lamb. We had, we need to meditate on that and realize that Jesus Christ once and for all shed His blood, totally, completely taking care of the sin problem, the sin of humanity, not just for me, not just for my sin, but every single one of my sins for every single one of the sins of humanity that was anyone ever born or will ever be born. He took care of it. He removed the power. He canceled it. He canceled it. The Bible says the handwriting that was against us, he nailed it to the cross. I mean, it was the sentence that I deserve, that you deserve. And we're talking about, Dr. Sandy is talking about the pure gospel. He, He, and I'm going to go out with this. In 1 Corinthians, Second Corinthians, Corinthians 15, 3, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. He died for your sin. Not, not just all of humanity, but your sin. And he was buried. He went under. He died. And he arose again on the third day. And now, folks, we can experience that resurrection power that raised Christ from the dead. We no longer have to stay in our habits, our sins, our addictions. We don't have to stay in those generational sins that were passed down in our families. Listen, if you need prayer today, if, if, if God is dealing with your heart, call our prayer line at 866. 866- Two four one zero five seven nine eight six six two four one zero five seven nine. Listen, I want you to go to Doctor Sandy's website. Behold, www.behold-ministries.org. Behold-ministries.org. This woman is powerful. She's anointed. She's just getting started today. We're going to do two programs, and we're going to be right back in just a minute. But listen, you. She has a conference center, a, a camp. She has, she preaches and teaches. She takes evangelists, young evangelists to Europe, different nations. Uh, she teaches the word and she has the anointing upon her life. So I invite you to go to her ministries if you want to get in contact with her, see where she's going to be speaking next. In fact, I will be with her at her camp uh, on April. Uh, 9th through the 12th actually it'll be the uh, 10th and 11th that the conference will be going I'm going to be I'm going to have the honor of speaking with this woman that I prayed to meet Yay! (laughs) in Lillian Alabama at her conference center but listen uh, I want you to contact her also uh, her phone number is listed on this uh, Facebook posting Uh, so um, you can get in contact with her if you need anything else you can go to my web here's our phone number 251-979-9068 251-979-9068 go to my website at You can get lots of free ministry there thank you all for giving to our ministry we appreciate it every dollar that you donate helps us to preach the gospel and i believe you're a part of the reward of that so don't go anywhere we will be right back in a flash